Welcome to Check It Out with EBPO, a podcast from your local library. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm your dungeon master, Ellen. And today we will be talking about Dungeons and Dragons, which is something I am super passionate about, you guys. And I have no passion for it. So this is going to be quite the experience. And we are also joined by Christina and Ryan. Hello. Hi. What is your guys' experience with D&D? Well, I actually played, I think, like five sessions as a dungeon master myself uh, with a group of friends. It went over pretty well for being custom campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some friends who play pretty often, but I have never played myself, so... So we'll see how this goes. Lots of blank stares across the table <laughs> yes. by each other throughout this session, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we will be playing this game in 5th edition, which is the most recent one. It is kind of considered more player-friendly, so I tried to make it easier on you guys. And also, I am known for playing games that are very kind of rules-light, so we won't be tracking things like if you have food and water or like how many days you're going to be traveling, we're just going to do the fun parts basically. I like fun. If people complain, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Number one rule in D and D is to have fun. I believe. Yeah. We, we are here to have fun. We are not here to make it complicated. It's complicated enough on its own. Yes. Um, So I had you guys all whip up some characters. Do you want, Tell everyone a little bit about who all you're playing. Christina is just, her eyes are screaming, hey, I really want to go know, first. You know, the so. more you squirm in your seat, like, the more likely you're going to get volunteered for something, just so you know. I, I'm I, realizing that. I didn't know her face could turn that <laughs> shade of red. <laughs> okay, I don't so, want to go first. <laughs> all right, all right, I, I will go. Okay, let's start with your name, your race, your class. And a little bit about yourself. All right. My name is Tim McGrow. I am a human farmer. I was born in a farm out in the middle of nowhere. And whenever I was eight, my parents died of a mysterious plague. Because I was eight, you know, I had I had some experience with farm work. So I could do the work, but I needed help. Mm-hmm. So my animals helped me out. Yeah. And I can communicate with them. Because you're playing a druid, I am correct? playing a druid, exactly. I don't so- know I'm a druid, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk to animals and can grow things, and yeah. you know I've never I've never experienced the world, so I'm in this farm raising animals, doing my thing for like ten years, and then a bunch of goblins come up and curse my farm, say nothing's gonna grow, my animals go out in the wild, and I gotta go find them, and I'm on an adventure to get my farm back essentially. And let me just make a note that the rest of us do not do this, but Orion is currently dressed like he's ready to shoot the cover of his country album um, so he's he's definitely more in character than we are i i've been growing this beard specifically for that reason and the hat is just a bonus oh yes okay so who's next i'll go next all right my character's name is blinksy burick he is a gnome mm-hmm. uh class druid so now. Oh, druid bros yeah <laughs> So his background is he was born in Granite Home, and his parents wanted to not be part of the ever-long generation uh, tradition of them just not going anywhere. So after he was born as a child, they went on an adventure, and as often what happens when you leave your hometown, you get sucked into a cult. 
<laughs> oh, obvious. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> but that was also some of the happier times of his life until the cult leader decided, hey, we should beat up people and start militarizing. So his parents decided, oh, this is not good and decided to flee with him, became separated from his parents who he did not see ever again. And since then, he's been using his survival skills and wilderness knowledge to kind of make a actually a living earning coin with nature tours. All right, so we're both orphan druids. We are. Yeah. We are very creative people. <laughs> Look, sometimes classic tropes are the best. For TV, okay. We're we're druids because we're homeless, but we're not homeless because we're druids. Ah. Yes. <laughs> now, Christina. What about All right. Your uh, I am playing a human sorcerer named Morlis Etherkai because I dug through D and D names online until I yes. made a beautiful combination. <laughs> She is an early 20s sorcerer from a family of sorcerers and adventurers, very wealthy, big estate, all of that. And she's basically been trained and expected to be an adventurer her whole life, even though she's not really feeling that. She's more academic and prefers a quieter life, but she's going to try real hard because she just finished at university and she is out seeking adventure with all of her books packed onto her mule. <laughs> is it a family mule? Is it? No, it's hers. That's it's, okay. Yeah, okay. it's her mule. Right. It's my mule. It's a personal mule. It's a personal so mule. You have like a super rich lady who has her own animal and then two homeless nature people, <laughs> nature bros. <laughs> hey, hey, nature features into me too because I'm looking for a real rare flower. Oh, so maybe okay. you guys can help with that. Mm. So I kind of had you all come up with your characters independently, and I like that you all have this sort of draw towards nature, since we have two druids and a botanist. So weird. <laughs> trees are dope, yo. Yeah. <laughs> there should be more trees, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's all we're going to do. No combat. We're just growing trees. Like the Johnny Appleseed yeah. <laughs> of this world. I wore the wrong hat. <laughs> well, I guess I should also reveal that one of my characters' goal is to eventually maybe have a cult of his own. But make, it, make, it the, make it the good kind. Okay. He thinks he can remove all the negative stuff. Like like a nature hippie commune kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. focus only on the positive. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Nothing could possibly go wrong. No. <laughs> it never does. <laughs> Do either of you two have, like, ultimate character goals? Tim's goal is basically to go back to the way things were because he doesn't know anything about the world. And the only thing that's ever really happened with his interactions with the world is bad things. Mm -hmm. So he just, you know, he wants to go back to just chilling on his farm with his animals and doing farm stuff. My character's goal is she's trying to impress her family and get her portrait on the wall. Because to really be a member oh. of her family, she has to do some great, impressive, adventurous deeds. Oh, okay, is that where the rare plant comes into play? It does f factor in, okay. but it's kind of her own personal interest. Her family's not super, super into that. But it is magical, so maybe it'll so, do something cool. So, so this has to be something in like a general sense that is wowy. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I got straight A's. The semester yeah that no it count. has to be something that's usually no one has ever done before yeah like i don't know generically i battled this crazy dragon and one saved a town 
I don't know. All right. That's yeah. probably yeah. too generic. Yeah. No, but it's fine. It'd be funny if you did that, and it's like, well, your brother Ebenezer uh, <laughs> <laughs> already did, so that's just yeah, brought back the head. <laughs> doesn't count. Sorry, it's got to be something genuine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I personally love that you're going with the fancy lady character mm-hmm. because I have done that in the past. Mm-hmm. I played a barbarian who was a very formal lady from a well-bred family, Ooh. but everyone in her family had anger management issues, <laughs> so it would send her into a rage, and she fled her home because she was so embarrassed. There's a lot of fun stuff you can do when you're not playing with the very typical, I'm always a rough and tough adventurer. Awesome. Well, I think a good contrast to it. you're of a higher class and me and Ryan here, our characters probably have an acquired smell based on our, like, our... I literally have a lack of personal hygiene in my physical description, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be talking like Boomhauer from King of the Hill oh for my, most of oh this. Oh my gosh, dude, one of my factors on here with fleshing out my character spends a lot of time on personal hygiene. I didn't really think about that much except for the fact he just picks things off the ground and eats it. <laughs> Who does it? That's why it's yeah, that weird. Yeah. So I'm going to be slapping things out of your hand like, no, <laughs> not food. So before we do get into any gameplay, I kind of want to know, did anyone have any issues making your character or any questions about it? I know looking at a character sheet, it's a lot of numbers, which throws a lot of people off. I mean, I feel like I don't know enough to do any harm or whatnot, so mm-hmm. that's where I stand. Okay. So the first thing we're going to start with then when you're looking at your character sheet, the far left-hand column, which has the large boxes with all the numbers in them. Does anyone know what those numbers mean? I do. So the plus two is the modifier to the rolls that you make for the attribute, and then the number below it is your actual attribute score, which at a certain point increases your modifiers. No, no, you just said plus two. I did. What is that plus two? Plus two to strength. Plus two to strength. Okay, so the top one is strength. So if we're looking at doing strong special boy things. Yes, I'm a strong special boy. You will add a plus two. Does everyone else have a plus two to their strength? I have a negative one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the strongest. (laughs) So those numbers, the plus or minus numbers, are really important because for this one, strength, say you want to do something like lift a heavy rock. Very generic. I would say you want to roll your d20, which is your 20-sided die, and add your strength modifier. And that tells us how good of a job you do at lifting the big rock. Big rocks don't stand a chance against me. (laughs) You say that as you lift the rock. (laughs) (laughs) As the person running the game, I will have a number say, it's a pretty big rock. I think you need to get above a 13 to lift this big rock. So you would roll your die. Go ahead and do that. You have your dice in front of you. Oh, I'm actually... Okay, I'm lifting a rock. Yeah. Tim is going to lift this rock. I got a 13. No, you got a 13, but you also add two. That's 15 if I if I do math right. Yeah, so that 15, higher than 13, you lift the rock. Now, Christina, you said your character has a negative one. Yes. So if you roll your d20 to lift the same rock, you have a 12... Minus one. Eleven. So that does not beat my number of 13. So you do not lift the rock. I failed. Can I put down this rock yet? Yes. You <laughs> put down thank you. Rock. Thank you. <laughs> and then pretty much whatever number I roll 
is what I get because I have no modifier. Yes, yeah, since you yeah. just have a zero in strength, it's just the number. You don't have to add or subtract anything. Good. I'm bad at math. And going down that list, what are the other skills that we have, guys? We have dexterity. So that is things like being quick on your feet or being agile. Constitution. Constitution, that stands for your health. That determines kind of how hardy you are. So if you eat something that's maybe poisonous or maybe just not good, you would check your constitution and see how you do against that. Thank goodness mine is kind of high. Next one is intelligence. Intelligence is considered to be book smarts. Wisdom. Wisdom is considered street smarts. And charisma. And charisma is how good you look. <laughs> there's, right. there's other stuff for charisma as well. That means like your people skills, how good are you at yeah, yeah. winning a debate, or how good are you at lying to someone? That's going to all be charisma based. I don't know if I should be happy or sad that that's my highest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you are Snake playing a sorcerer, and your charisma score actually adds into how you cast your spells. Okay. You're called a charisma caster. Okay. That's so, cool. The fun way to look at it is you're good at casting spells because you're pretty. <laughs> the more rational way to look at it is you're good at casting spells because you know how things work, how people work. Okay. I like it. And then next to those numbers, we have another box full of numbers. All of those are modified by the numbers in the first set of boxes. So that just kind of gets more specific. So say you're trying to ride a horse. What kind of trick are you going to do with this horse? I'm going to dressage it okay, so in the fanciest way possible. So you're riding a very fancy horse. Oh, so the fanciest horse. I would need you to roll, let's see, acrobatics is one of the skills in that second box. Okay. And that is modified by dexterity. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to do something very delicate and precise. So I need you to roll acrobatics. And dressage is very complicated, so it's a high check. So you'll need to roll your d20. Okay. And add whatever number is next to your acrobatics. I got it. I don't know if that's a six or a nine because I'm not good at reading numbers. Is there a line on There is a line on the bottom. That's the bottom. Okay. I got six. Plus two. Plus two. So you got an eight. My horse is going to die, isn't it? No, your horse doesn't die. <laughs> That's a <explosion>. oh, okay. <laughs> So let's say you're riding this horse. You're trying to do this very fancy footwork. Maybe you're trying to impress someone. Your horse trips. Oh. And you fall out of the saddle. Oh, oh no. no. So... You don't get to do what you wanted to well, do. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, it happens. Let's see. What other stuff do we have on your character sheet? So question on that. So mm-hmm. I have a plus one on dexterity and a plus one on acrobatics. But if I roll for an acrobatics check, we only look at the modifier for acrobatics, right? Yes. So your skills are different from your stats. I know that's very persnickety. But your skills are just more specific. And there may be instances where your skills are better than your just plain stat numbers. And that could be because you have racial or class proficiency, which all of the stuff was calculated for you guys when you made your character sheets. Right. So as a gnome, I believe you're better with your hands, so you have dexterity modifiers that went up because of that. Yes. Yes, I did. So that can just make those numbers different. Was there anything else on your character sheets that you guys had questions about? Saving throws. Saving throws are what happens in bad situations. 
So those can be different, again, because of class modifiers or race modifiers. Your saving throw is, say you're fighting something and it goes to throw you, like, off a cliff. You would roll a save and add your saving modifier to that. Okay. And you can have those for all different kind of things. To, you know, kind of stop you from dying, hurting yourself, hurting someone else, or maybe even just save embarrassment. What's armor class? So armor class is great. It's very helpful if it's higher, because that tells you how strong something has to be to hit you. Okay. So say we're in a battle and I'm playing a monster, and a dragon comes up to fight you, because it doesn't like you, because dragons don't really like anyone most of the time, and I'm going to roll to breathe fire on you. I would roll my d20, and I got a 13, and I'm sure there's some sort of modification for dragon fire, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. So I would say, does a 13 beat your armor class? No. No. So that means the fire does not get you. Yay. So you manage to evade that attack. Okay. So you guys all should have hit points as well. Right now you're level one, so those numbers are going to be pretty low. I will say this. If that number of hit points drops to zero, you are not dead. That's what a lot of people think. It has to get to negative whatever your top score is. So someone want to tell me how many hit points they have? I have nine. Nine hit points. So if you get to negative nine hit points, then you're dead. Okay. But if you get to zero, you're unconscious. Okay. Which is a whole different thing. You guys did all pick your weapons when we started as well. So your weapons, what are we looking at for those? I have a scimitar. Scimitar. Shimitar? Shimitar, yeah. It's a sword. It's a sword, yeah. It's a fancy sword. Mm. A piratey kind of sword, right? That's it. And what information do you have down about that? Plus three attack bonus. Okay. Damage slash type. 1d6 plus one slashing. Do you know what any of that means? That's what I'm weighing on you for. Okay. So say you want to attack someone with your fancy sword. You would roll your d20. Your d20 is your most important guy. And add your attack bonus. So you would add that plus three. Okay. And then if it hits, you would roll your damage. And what does it say under your damage? It says 1d6 plus one. So you would grab your d6, which is your normal cube-shaped dice that has six sides. And roll that. And, and add, add one. one. Okay. And that's how you do damage. Aaron's getting this. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Do we have time to talk about spells, or is that something you want to... Oh, we should definitely talk about spells, because okay. you're all spellcasters. Yeah. So since you two are druids, let's start with that. How many spells do you have at level one? A lot more than I thought. How many spell slots do you have at level one? Two. Two. Okay. So you can cast two spells before you need to rest. Okay. Now, this only counts for spells that have, like, a level number. Do you see something at the top that says cantrips? Yes, and I think I understand that. So that's... No, I don't. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so cantrips are spells that are very easy to cast. Uh, They don't take up as much energy is kind of a way you could think of it. So you can cast them, like, as many times as you want. Right, because the in-universe canon, you're so proficient at those. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you get to the leveled spells, those are harder, they're more time-consuming or more energy-dependent. So you can only, right now, cast two before you need to rest to regain those. Okay. 
Did you have any spells that you guys want to talk about as druids? Do you see any good ones, Aaron? I mean, I'm definitely going with Animal Friendship because they're my bros. I like that one, too. The create or destroy water is interesting because what's the limit on that? Like, we're made up of, like, a good chunk of water. So <laughs> could I destroy water and that person just melts? Are you already uh, thinking about murder? or destroy water, That's I know so that. Violent. It's d <laughs> I believe you can do 10 gallons of water. Okay. And it means free-flowing water Free that flowing. you can see. Nah. Not or me. that you make while you're part of a biological system gotcha yeah. you're not a water bender <laughs> <laughs> that and i know fairy fire is kind of basically like illuminate things with that yeah whoops good berry good berry is like a healing one <laughs> what what, Ryan? What? Welcome to Goodberry. At home with a Goodberry. Can I take your order? I was thinking that too. <laughs> that, so that's more or less right, though. Because essentially, you can just magic up some good berries that will help heal you. Ah. But you got to eat them out of my hand. <laughs> I'm going to stroke your mane like a horse and say, Good Aaron. So, my understanding is that we have access to all of these spells, we just have to memorize them. Yeah. So typically what happens is you have a number of spells that you know, and those are going to be the ones written down on mm -hmm. your spell sheet. Yeah. But then you can only cast however many you have slots yeah. for. Yeah. So you don't have, like, infinite access to every spell ever. Can I cast the same one twice? Yes, you can oh, do that. Right. I'm going to speak with so many animals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And as you go up, you get more access to, like, more powerful spells, and there's more powerful stuff you can do without using spell slots. It's just when you're first level, you're, like, kind of a normal person. All right. So, since it's a long list of spells, do we only, do we pick two, and then those are our main two? Or can we have, after the rest, we can have selected two different ones to cast? So we'll check the player's handbook on that, but there's, like, a number of spells you're allowed to know. Okay. So those are the ones you know, but then you can only cast two of them before okay. you rest. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Christina is a charisma casting character. What do you guys use to cast your spells? Wisdom. Same here. Because you told me to. Except <laughs> 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 for my character she at first I was just like, I mean... If you want to have a useless character, sure. By all means. <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> so, druids use wisdom to cast spells. Yeah. And you sent me a character sheet that I believe had a zero or a it minus did. one for wisdom. <laughs> I didn't know why I was Your doing. berries are going to be gross. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey guys, I made my berries. And everyone's just like, no. <laughs> but it's, it's fine. You didn't know that. Yeah. I believe what I said can have a lot of fun if you're playing a character who's inherently bad at what they're supposed to be good at. <laughs> but also, you may not want to do that your first time out. Right, yeah. So we changed that a little, and you changed your wisdom and a couple other scores. Yeah. I plan on being a complete deadweight, so Christina's pulling everything. Cool, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> So, Christina, you have the player's handbook in front of you, which is, like, the holy grail of your starting characters. And you, there it says you have four cantrips and two first-level spells. Yes. So what that means is you know the four cantrips, you can use those as much as you want. Mm -hmm. 
and then you have two spells in two spell slots. Okay. So you can pick two different spells and use one of them twice or use each of them once, whatever you think is necessary, but you can only cast those two spells until you rest. Okay. So I don't have a weapon. I'm apparently just punching things. We can also give you a weapon at some point. Okay, cool. Um, Probably a shovel. I think a shovel would be a good idea. Yeah. Well, you, you, you get the shovel and you try it out a few times and you're like, no. Say, so we- say cut it and you just <laughs> discard it with disgust and go back to the <laughs> This is way better. So I did say we're doing kind of a rules light fifth edition play. We can give you a shovel and we can figure out like mm. what sort of damage that would do, either by finding something comparable, maybe like a spear, if it's a sharp shovel, or a club. Mm, I definitely bludgeon people object. with that shovel. Yeah. Though I wouldn't because I don't want to murder people like Aaron does. Well, you know, we have there are questions that need to be answered sometimes. <laughs> so, Christina, as you look over those spells, you should maybe pick a couple now just so you can have them and we can talk about how they work. But okay. also between this and the next episode when we do part 2, mm-hmm. you can change them if you want because okay. it will be time has passed. And when you guys rest, typically you can take that time to learn new spells, learn new skills. That's kind of what leveling up and all that other stuff is. Okay. Right. I would like to have one of them be Expeditious Retreat. Okay. <laughs> That's a good... I would like to run away. Does that work for you or your entire party? Oh, are I don't you, know. Are you just dipping out on <laughs> us? <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Peace. Um, so you're looking at just a list of spell names behind oh, the okay. list is kind of a description of how they work oh that would be even more words for you yeah there's just a lot of spells okay i was gonna say i'm like am i just picking based on the name the name is typically a good indicator of what they do i will say that they're mostly straightforward i'm still picking that one and then i don't know how about sleep what does sleep do sleep puts people to sleep i will do that yeah, sleep is a really fun one. Basically, depending on what level you cast it at, you have a certain number of hit points you can affect. Mm-hmm. So you want to cast it at things that have less hit points than your sleep ability. Okay. And they just get knocked out, and there's nothing they can do about it. Nice. So now that we've kind of covered the basic rules, and I know that's a very rough explanation, a lot of this will get more clear once we start to play. But I kind of wanted to know, like, why did you guys pick the characters and classes that you picked? I wanted to play a simpleton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I designed Tim because uh, he doesn't know anything of the world, so I can kind of grow however I want, you know? Mm-hmm. My heart raced when I saw Gnome could be a race he could play as, so of course I had to pick that. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I just kind of thought, well, nature kind of seems to go hand in hand with it, so... With being a gnome. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they're always protecting our, our lawns. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded cool. That's a perfectly reasonable explanation. I do also like that you chose to have a mule. Like, I'm mm-hmm. allowing it. I don't care what people yes. say. Because some people will be like, where'd you get the money to buy that mule? You have a mule. That's fine. You have this pack animal that can just carry all your things. Mm-hmm. I don't want you guys to worry too much about equipment. I very much want it to be like, as long as you have something that makes sense for you to have, you can have it. So that goes along with, 
I'm not going to make you track ration or things like that. Nice. Because I want to focus more on the gameplay, and I think it can be a lot funnier if you can just pull whatever you need off of the mule. Yeah, whenever I was DMing my previous group, we had some people who were really interested in rules, so that got bogged down, and that's why it only went five sessions. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has its place. There are people who love following the rules and tracking everything, and I just find myself a lot more interested in kind of the story and having a loose kind of session that's a bit more freewheeling. That's fair. I'm trying not to say that those people aren't fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this podcast is to encourage you to play Dungeons and Dragons, but also not play it because it sounds like most people are not fun. <laughs> no, well, most people are fun. You just really have to find a play style that works for you. And right. I think for you guys, this is going to work a bit better. Yeah, it also um, really depends on the group of people you have together. Okay, yeah. so with that, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons Yay. to see what you guys are going to get into. You three are squeezed around a small table at the back of the Tricky Goose Tavern, and you're waiting for someone to come up and post the new list of quests to the community board. It's a rowdy scene, and there are a number of different groups bragging about past adventures, singing songs, or greeting friends. What are you three doing, and how did you come to be here together? I teamed up with Christina because she was on the road, and her mule was being very loud, voicing its hatred for her. Hey! And you you don't know that. It was talking to me. You can't talk to animals. And I felt like I needed to help the mule out. So I walked up to it and took some off its back. And I was like, you need some help carrying these? And then uh, we went into town together. I think I fell asleep in a sack one time. <laughs> and you picked up that sack thinking it was yours. <laughs> I'm just indiscriminately picking up <laughs> random travelers and being like, it's fine. Tag along. You're definitely the leader of this group. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. just so you know. Okay, so Blinksy was in a sack that ended up on Morlis's donkey. Mm-hmm. And then Tim showed up and was like, that donkey is carrying too much weight. Yes. So I will take the sack so. that has a gnome in it. Now, I assume, did any of this wake you up? Were you conscious for this? Until he opened the sack and I saw those big, bright, beady eyes, and I knew you found a friend. For I found life. a friend for life. <laughs> How did you get in the sack? By the way, it's literally a sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. okay. we kind of just abducted you. But yeah. this is like okay. a burlap. Yeah, I mean, I because I'm a gnome and it's <laughs> it's cost effective. Just you know, I just. Shopkeeper was throwing it out, and I was just like, "Hey, I'm cold. Can I have that?" <laughs> He's like, "Sure." And there we go. Where did you lay out your sleeping sack that I mistakenly picked it up? I think you had other sacks out, and I'm like, "Oh, this will create more warmth for me." So I just kind of curled up. Ah! Did you like break into my place I live? I, th- I assumed you were traveling at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can go with that. All right. Yeah. So, okay. so Christina is traveling on the road. She gets down for the night, lays out her stuff, gets all the mules back. Blinksy's like, hey, look, other sacks. I should lay with those. <laughs> Camouflage. I, I grew up in an enclosed community, so I'm mm. all about, like, mm. you know, safety in numbers. So other sacks. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Okay. Okay, so this has happened, and you have all ended your travel at this bar where you hear you can find work. And you've decided to work together then? Well, yeah, it was it was okay. instant friendship, I believe, <laughs> is what he said. Friendship. Yeah. I am begrudgingly at this table. Okay. I'm mainly in it for the mule for her. Well, I like this that you just, we kind of force ourselves into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you begrudgingly <laughs> accept it. Just like, like okay. the idea that you're just, well, I can't avoid them. Yep. Yeah. This is my life now. Technically, you did kidnap me, so. You're responsible. Okay. So as you guys are getting to know each other a little bit, you realize a human man has gone up and tacked some notices to the board. Everyone in the bar, more or less, is running towards the board to look for jobs. What do you guys do? Dangle Tavern Man, post something on board. Ah, more or less. Hey, uh, it's going to take me like 10 minutes to get over there. Can you go scope that out? I believe I'm going to wait until after the crush of people. Man, they all request. You only take more. Get up there, man. Very well said, my friend. Yes, what he said. I have no idea what you said. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> I feel like you have to use some type of language spell to like, decipher for what you say. She doesn't know speak with animals, sir. That's no. druids. Okay, I will say, though, you are human, and we do need you to be able to communicate with the rest of your party. It's going to take a real long time if we can't talk to you. You can talk. You just got to figure it out, you know? Just go with it. Uh-huh. I, I decide to take it into my own hands because apparently no one can understand what the heck I'm saying. Perfect. And I use I muscle through the crowd to check out the post board. What I need you to do is make an athletics check. Oh, I'm a very athletic boy. Am I rolling for it? Yes. Okay. Uh, a check always means you're rolling a d20 and adding the relevant modifier. Okay. Athletics. Athletics. I got a 14. Woo. Okay, so that is strong enough. You push your way through to the front, and two of the postings seem to stand out to you. There is one that very large letters at the top just says Bullywog Overpopulation, and another one that is written in some very nice flowy handwriting that says Help Needed at Candlekeep Library. The fancy one seems like I wouldn't be able to read it, so I just take the other one. Okay. As you reach out to take it, a very large hand swoops in front of you and rips it off the board and kind of sneers at you. And you see it's a a large half-orc. I ask him to give it back politely. So he he looks down at you and it's all crumbled in his hand and he's like, no. I glance back at the table and lock eyes with my gnome friend and he, what what does he do? They're the most pleading eyes you've ever seen in your entire life. I will roll for it if you need me to on how pleading these eyes are. <sighs> I'll be right back. So I hop off the table and I'm able to navigate my way through all the legs. Yeah, I'll, all I'll the say tr- you yeah. can do that. You have you a can. buddy up there. Okay, I have a buddy. Yeah. I didn't know if I have to roll for it. I come up and I look up and I tug on the lower part of your attacker's shirt and i say listen pal he will mess you up you don't want to do anything stupid yeah man don't mess with us 
So, Aaron, I would like Blinksy to roll a persuasion check. Okay. So, so you were trying to persuade this guy that your friend can beat him up. All right. So, persuasion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take one. Okay. Oh, uh, no. I got 14. So, it's actually 13. He looks very far down at you. Being a half-orc, he's very tall. He looks a little bit up at your friend. And he looks over to the table where he sees Morlis. He says, you can't beat me up, but I do think you could help me with something else. And he kind of heads over towards your table. Okay, rude, but... <laughs> All right, as it, we follow him. Uh, so Morlis, a large half-orc, has just sat down across from you. Did you say anything? <laughs> More like I lean around him to look at them and go, "What? Okay, what's up, guys?" Following him to the I table threatened or? him, and now he's here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm going to defer to you in this. Situation. Now look, you can you can stop talking. You're just talking nonsense. That's fair. The three of you look like discerning individuals. Am I correct? Sure. <laughs> Even if you're not, I think you can handle this. Now I have. An item that was left for me at a cave near here. If you can go get that for me for personal reasons, I cannot. I will give you this here quest. So we have to go on a quest to earn this quest. Think of it more like an errand. I need you to pick up some milk, basically. Give us a second. Uh, Let's go talk about it over, over yonder. And I would like to get up from the table and bring my companions with me while we discuss this orc's offer. As you walk away, he's going to shout over to you, You know, this quest is worth some good gold. I'll give it to you if you run my errand for me. I kind of want to be impulsive. Of course you do. <laughs> she, was, she was reaching it out. I want to grab it from him and book it. I mean... You know, I'm a follower, so... Uh, All right. Yeah. As he's as he's brandishing the quest towards me, I try and yank it out of his hand. Okay. Roll sleight of hand. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, never mind, never mind. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh-oh. Four. A four? Okay. He just kind of lifts it above his head, and he's like, you haven't been in the game very long, have you? Uh, no, and thank you, and have a good day. And I cheese it out of the tavern. <laughs> I just want to let you know, I saw the wind from his hand touch that thing. So he was this close. Good job, pal. I can't hear you. I'm already yes. <laughs> He's very <laughs> scary. Well, also, it takes you like five seconds across the same distance. It would take ten minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I go back and talk to him and get some more information before? Sure. Okay. So what do you want to ask this half-orc? I would like to know how dangerous this errand is. Piece of cake. Newbies like you, this is going to be perfect. This is going to get you ready for a real serious mission. How long would it take for us to undertake something like this? See, I think the cave is about two hours walk from here. You start tomorrow morning, you'll be back before nightfall. And what or who is preventing you from running your own errand? He looks kind of bashful. He's like, no, look, it's it's just, it's, it's personal. And he's kind of like tapping his fingers. I'm like and real like curious. He's squirming around. You're out your own here. I'm doing something outside. I mean, I'm literally going to come grab you guys. Well, I'm still around because like, I'm shy back. 
are, are we hurt? Do we have the job? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally taken me 20 minutes to follow him out the door. Okay, one final question. What exactly do you want us to retrieve for you? It's a small wooden chest, and it's very fragile. Um. Okay, against my better judgment, we're in. Okay. So he's going to sit down at the table, and he's like, do you want to go get your friends, let them know, and I'll uh, draw you up a map for the okay. place you need to head to. All right. I come get you first, because you still haven't made it out the door. I don't like changing direction. Like, I'm committed to this direction. Okay, fine. <laughs> then I stick my head out the door. Mm-hmm. And holler, hey, Tim. Watch step. I'm digging a hole. He's going to step in it, and I'm going to yank it from his hand. Hey, is he digging a hole? <laughs> Tell him that's cool. I'm not sure that that's a, a great plan. He's back at the table if you want to join us. Are you just digging a hole, like, directly in front of the door? To Pretty close place? to it. I didn't think it through. I have an intelligence modifier of negative one, guys. All so, right. My as, plans are not well thought out. As you're having this discussion, um, mm-hmm. someone who was in the bar, not looking for quests, just drunken revelry, he stumbles on out and trips in your hole, <laughs> just into the dirt. I cheese into the woods. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> I finally arrive. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this has taken long enough that half walks out the door and he's like, okay, don't know why you didn't come back to the table. If you still want the job. And he just hands you a piece of paper that has a rough sketch of how to get to a cave. Now, look, it's the only thing that's in there. This is all I need. And you'll get this quest. He holds up the one in mm-hmm. his hands when you get back. Where do we find you? I'll be here. I'll be here at the tavern. I have a room here. And he says, you know, it's it's getting kind of late tonight. You can head out first thing in the morning, and I'll see you by dinner time. Okay. So I guess I take the thing. Mm-hmm. I go retrieve Blinksy again. <laughs> Sorry. He's tired of walking. He's just right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, like, falling asleep on my feet. But, Tim, you have gone I, I have you absconded went. into the woods. You skedaddled. Like, <laughs> you dug a hole and skedaddled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, do you, are you running, like, with the intent to get as far away as you can? or is I'm just going, I'm going to the perimeter so where okay. I can still peek out and see what's going on in a very sneaky manner. Okay, will you roll stealth? Okay. I got a one. You see him. It's not yes. sneaky. He, he's, he's standing in the most illuminated area. Yeah, he's standing, like... Right next to a street light, but he's behind a very skinny tree and just kind of peeking around. He's, he's there. The the half-orc looks over in your general direction and says, yeah, th- thanks for your help. And he heads back into the You don't see me! I, uh, I join my companions. Uh, so they're going to fill you in on the details. More or less, since you're loaded, you can afford a room. Do you want to pay for a room for your friends? Or no. Sure? no? <laughs> we, we, are, we are acquaintances at this point. <laughs> Don't know that friends. <laughs> maybe maybe tomorrow. Uh, so yeah. how, are, how are you guys passing the night? Are you going to, you know? I'm looking at his hole. <laughs> you think that sack fits too? Uh, I'm, I'm a loud snorer. <laughs> I grew up with horses, man. I mean, you got me there. I put a leg into his sack. 
definitely all that fits. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like. Gotta slide yourself in there. Yeah, I'm three for you. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, uh, yeah. well, I, I, you know, you, you earned this. You, you did a lot of great work tonight. This hole is top notch. In fact, it's good enough to sleep in. This is my hole. You are right by the door. Of the <laughs> There's also a drunk guy. In the <laughs> oh, I feel like you're not going to get any sleep. Uh, well, okay, but it's like, wow, this is is going to be like my childhood. It's fine. It's okay. Why are so you looking you, at me like that? So, Blinksy, you fall asleep in a hole. In occupied front of by the, the drunk door, guy. Occupied by a drunkard. I ha- I have his burlap sack. Man, like, <laughs> <he> <laughs> no, no, I, I I have I have I, he has the hole by himself with the drunk guy. Okay. I pulled his burlap sack up like past my knees <laughs> and just kind of flopped over. Okay, like behind the building. <laughs> What are you doing? At, are you like looking at us in your like I, room window? Just see her just pulled out the blinds. Back. Oh my god, they're still out there. Oh gosh. All right. Sorry. Ellen. Are we playing right? Are we playing the game? Uh, more or less, you're in a room. It's perfectly serviceable. I don't know how you feel about that, but it's acceptable. Okay. Uh, so the morning comes. <sighs> You guys, you two did not have a very restful night. I'll go ahead and say that. <laughs> Just everyone on their way out the door is, like, tripping over you. <laughs> Tim, you pull your one leg out of the burlap sack. That, that leg is well rested. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, I assume, start on your way pretty early. Uh, did you want to do anything before you head out to this cave, or are you just going straight there? I mean, my very first thought was I want a smoothie, but, like, I can't. You can, want to ask the, yes, can the I have, barkeeper for a smoothie? Yes. We can make her a smoothie. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I got the berries, you got the water. Someone hands you a Bloody Mary. Okay. That's acceptable. No. <laughs> I might need that. Um, they're like, I, I think this is a smoothie. I think so. Close enough. Perfect. Uh, and with that, you're on your way. The trip to the cave is uneventful. It is very close by. There's not much going on. And as you get closer to where it is, you're kind of looking around. There's a lot of, you know, rocks and nonsense going on. And you keep noticing a lot of spider webs. Blinksy looks like he knows a lot about spiders. Oh, that's true. Oh, it's it's okay, guys. I don't I don't think these are uh these are poisonous or anything. They'll be more scared of us than we are them. I become emboldened <laughs> by his speech and charge into the game. I feel um, like we need to kind of pull back on the hijinks. Because <laughs> poor, poor Christina's character is just going to like leave us for death. Here, so. What are we looking for? A chest? I'll find a chest. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll acrobatics as you run into this cave. Just because there are a lot of very large spider webs covering like everything. Ah, uh, they're so scared of me, though. I'm okay. Blinksy's <laughs> the smartest man alive. I'm not good at rolling today. I got a six. <laughs> a six. Okay. You run into the cave and you are just kind of stuck in a spider web that covers the entirety of the cave. Mm, <clears throat> that's a big spider web. I, I step in brandishing my fancy sword. 
Okay. And I swipe at the webs. <laughs> so say, uh, so there is daylight behind you, but the cave itself is very dark. There's nothing in here but spider webs. So how? Okay. So how far do you make it into the cave? Uh, not very far, but like looking forward, you can't really see much because the spider webs are kind of catching the light and blocking it from okay. blocking your view. So I use, <clears throat> I have a torch on me. Mm-hmm. So I, I light that up with my tinderbox. Do okay, I need to perfect. roll for that? Or? Nah, you're good. Okay, good. And using the, the light from the torch, I can guide my sword so I don't turn him into a gnome. <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's painful. And I take a, I go to strike at the cobwebs. Okay. You can do that pretty easily. I mean, it is okay. spider web and you're using a sword. All right. Um, I have to kind of jump to get around the... Uh, stop, yeah. stop, stop moving. Um, are are you venturing into the cave or are you kind of hanging back? I'm definitely hanging back. Okay. <laughs> um, he just got stuck in a spider web. So I need the two of you in the cave mm. to roll perception. Ooh. And okay. more or less, I need you to roll perception at disadvantage, which means you need to roll two times and take the lower number. Okay. I got 10. I got a 4 plus 2, that's 6. I got a 4. It's just a 4. Okay. You're, you're chilling. You think they have this. Okay. You think the boys are doing fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe not fine, but you're not going to involve yourself, basically. I'll get involved when I hear screams. Okay. <laughs> Tim, stuck in a web. I got freed. You're, you're partially yeah, free. Okay, okay. We're in the process. We're in the process. Yeah. We're processing. I was thinking there might be something, so I, I was looking around. Uh, you notice that the part of the web that he has not yet cut is kind of moving just a little bit. And does an 11 beat your armor class? No. Okay. Almost too fast to see a spider snaps out. And this spider is not like a little guy. The spider is probably twice as big as you. And at the very last second, you see him and kind of like dart your head away. And his jaws clamp down in a massive bite right where your head was. Mm. They don't seem to be very scared of us, Blinksy. (laughs) And I need you all to now roll initiative. So, once again, you're going to roll your d20, and you should have something towards the top of your page that says what you add to that. Yes. 20. Natural 20. 7. 16. Okay. Plus 1 is 17. More or less, you hear the scream. Oh, no. I don't know if you're aware of it or not aware, but you scream very loudly when this happens. And oh. Morlis is the first to act. So what would you like to do? Throw my smoothie at the spider. <laughs> no. no, I set my I set down my drink very uh-huh. gently. Hmm, what should I do? I have a crossbow, guys. How close is that spider to me? I mean, its mouth is where your head just was, so it's very close. It's very close. I'm a good shot. All right. I've got my crossbow. I set down my drink. Mm -hmm. I load my crossbow. Okay. And I fire very close. 
but past his head towards the spider. Okay, so you you are aiming for the part of the spider that is near his head, then. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> that might end oh, very bad. I'm just looking up in horror. <laughs> okay. What so I- you'll roll your d20 and add your crossbow attack bonus. Okay. Okay, 13. That's a pretty good shot. Oh. So 17? 17 will hit. Uh, what damage do you do? Okay, it says 1d8 plus 2. Yeah, a d8 is pretty strong. So you found your d8. Yes. Roll it. So 5, 3 plus 2. Yes, so five. 5. So you did 5 points of damage. Uh, the spider is unhappy about this, but it can't do anything yet. Tim, it is your turn. Talk to the spider. You are still partially stuck in this web. There is a spider very close to your face that has just been hit by an arrow. I take my shovel off my back and I whack it in the head. Okay. You you might not like it. <laughs> um, so I do want to know, while we're figuring out stats for this, how big is your shovel? <laughs> it's my farming shovel. So, like, it's as tall as me. It, okay. It's a six-foot-long shovel with a... Two foot long head. Okay. So that's a, more specific than I needed. Sweet. Uh, do you want this to be your main weapon? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're <laughs> going to say that your shovel is a great club, so I need Ooh. you to write this down. Okay, great club. Writing. Uh, it is 1d8 of damage, and we'll say you're proficient in it, so your attack bonus is whatever it says your proficiency bonus is, which should be at the top of the page. Somewhere. Plus two. Plus two. Okay. So what I need you to do then is roll a d20 and add two. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> Sorry, Blakesy. <laughs> so you you have like one arm free and you go to kind of swing it at the spider, but like you don't really have your balance because you're still a little stuck in this web. You do hit yourself in the head. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to say like, you have a bad angle. It's not, like, that strong of a hit. But you're going to take two damage. So I need you to subtract two from your hit points. Okay. okay. I flinch when this happens. Okay. So it is now the spider's turn. Which, good news for you, Tim. The spider has been distracted. <gasps> yes. Distracted by me smacking Wait, myself what? in the face. Uh, distracted by the arrow that someone just uh, shot okay, at him. Okay, that's a very reason. Wait, when do I go? So... Do I go after the spider then? Yeah, you go after the spider. The spider rolled better than you. Ah, okay, gotcha. So, more or less, a spider is heading towards you, and it's a little discombobulated. It got a natural one. The arrow that you shot kind of hit it in, like, a shoulder joint, and it's not used to that, and so it goes to take a step and kind of trips. And so you have a, a very large spider that is twice your size, just kind of flailing on the ground in front of you. You don't get to do anything quite yet. Have another arrow ready. And now it's Blinksy's turn. Okay. So I know Tim, big strong man, probably one of our better chances of taking this thing down. You did so, just see me smack my face in the face, <laughs> my face with the shovel. I still believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. So I have a, uh, a can trip called uh, Produce Flame. And I put my hand up to the web. And my goal is to produce a flame that will burn out the web, but not burn Tim. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and let you do this. Okay. 
But since you're a little dazed from hitting your head with the shovel, the, the fire burns away the web and you just kind of fall on your back. So you're lying prone now. What that means is on your turn, you can do something, but you have to stand up. And standing up takes all your movement, so you can't really move anywhere else. That brings us back to Morlis. I'd like to shoot another arrow Go into ahead. the spider that's just flailing about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I roll the d20? Yes. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> so I rolled a one mm-hmm. plus so, four. The thing is, you rolled a natural one. You don't get to add oh, anything no. to it. A natural one is not a good thing. I'm realizing that. Go hit yourself <laughs> with a crossbow. <laughs> Here's here's what I'll say. You go, you you pull back, and you take kind of a step back to mm-hmm. ready your arrow to get it set. Mm-hmm. And you knock over your drink. <gasps> no! <laughs> and in doing so, you turn around to see, like, what you stepped on, and you mm-hmm. fire your crossbow just, like, off Aww, wildly man. into the woods. Uh, Tim, it's your turn. I want to – is it going to take my turn if I just want to take a quick look around and see if there's any more spiders? No, you can look around. Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you this. There are not. And you have you have the torch. Mm-hmm. So you can see you ah. see a chest just sitting kind of back behind the mm, spider webs. But I'm on my tummy. Mm-hmm. Mm, can't really move. I want to sh- chuck my shovel at the spider. <laughs> okay. I, so I stand up and I take my giant shovel and I chuck it with all my strength. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll a d20. All right. And you're going to add that attack bonus. <laughs> Come on, shovel. I got a nine plus two. Uh, you throw your shovel. It's closer to the spider now. <laughs> Good. That'll help later. Uh, do you, All do you want to stand up? I, 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 I stood up first. Okay. You stood up first. So you're standing. You threw your shovel. I wasn't going to throw a shovel while laying on my tummy. It just kind of lands near the spider. Excellent. And it's now the spider's turn. Uh, so the spider is going to stand up. Oh, I hope he doesn't pick up the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> so the spider was actually going away from where the shovel would be. So the, the shovel is behind the spider. Okay. Morlis, does a 13 hit your armor class? No. Okay. It is The spider is going to stand up and kind of like lunge towards you, but it does not have the ground to cover with that injured arm and it just kind of gnashes its teeth in front of you. Uh, Blinksy, it's your turn. Okay. This is not going well, you guys. No, it's not. <laughs> Pick uh, up your destiny, Blinksy. Can you answer me this? Would this spire in particular be immune to poison? I would assume maybe, yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So how far away is this spire from me right now? You definitely could run up to it. I think, what's your movement? Um, 25. Yeah, you definitely can move up to it. Okay. <laughs> Grab the shovel. <laughs> I look at the shovel and then look back at Tim. And I'm I'm lost in what to do. Um, I will say, the shovel is much larger than you are. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to waste my turn doing a comedic routine of trying to pick up a... Like, a ludicrously large thing uh no i want to do poison spray okay so i do whatever i have to do i put my hand out and spray in the spire's direction so poison spray this is a cantrip so you're not using a spell slot Mm -hmm. Uh, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 
poison damage. That is powerful for yeah. a Yeah. Okay. What is your spell save? My spell save. Oh, that's... It's 12. Okay. So I have to beat a 12 if I don't want the spider to take damage. I got a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> the toughest uh, spider in the world. This is the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> So the spider kind of realizes you're coming and kind of jumps up and you just spray the air where it was. Okay. That's better than me, uh, like, accidentally hitting her, so. Yeah. <laughs> you're not uh, that more or less, it's your turn again. You Should lost I, your drink. You're I know. You're very sad. I am very sad, and I have words for that guy back in town. <laughs> you also Can, shot an arrow somewhere in the wilderness. That's yeah. fine. Lord knows what that <laughs> <laughs> Can I use a spell? Yeah. Cool. Can I put the spider to sleep? Um, let's see. Sleep. This spell sends a creature into a magical slumber. Roll 5d8. Uh, so that's four. Roll all of them and then roll one of them again. Okay. And we need the total. Oh, okay. So I've got 11, 12, and then one again. Mm-hmm. 13. 13. Okay. So you can knock out 13 hit points worth of characters, which unfortunately, the spider has more hit points than that. Ooh. Of course it does. So your spell does nothing. Try Tim, it, it's your turn. Talk to the spider. <laughs> he's really mad at me. <laughs> we, we did try to, to kill him fair, like three times. To be fair, he's more mad yeah. at Morlis now. Mm. Yes. Think of all the things I've tried to do to him. Mm. He tried to poison him. All you did was like... Yeah, he, he thought you were dinner. He thought Morlis was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kick my shovel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Because you, you can run up and grab the shovel. You want to run up and kick the shovel. What's better, guys? This is a very Tim. He's never been in a fight before. Nah, I'm not going to explain it. Um, <laughs> I w- okay, instead, I'm going to jump on the spider's back <laughs> and grapple it. Okay. <laughs> Better than so, kicking a shovel, guys. So you're trying to put a spider into a headlock. Uh, just I'm gonna get all up in it and just okay. you know, how, wait, uh, how big is the spider? Twice, twice as big as you. Mm, that might be a good idea, guys. <laughs> you have, you have one more chance. Is there something else you want to do, or are you gonna stick with it? Yeah, let's go with a headlock. It sounds <laughs> like a good idea. Okay, I just so stare at this whole thing dumbfounded. are going to have a strength contest. I need you to roll athletics. <laughs> All right, I have a strong boy. also going to roll athletics. <laughs> I got this, guys. I got a five. Uh, the spider got a 17. Uh-oh, guys. I assumed it was higher than five. So you go to jump on the spider's back, and it just kind of wiggles a little and you fall off. I tried. You're right next to your shovel, though. I'll give you that. Yes. The truth. plan. And uh, the spider is going to turn around and look at you. Yeah. I'm who's the threat now, more or less. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> give him a thumbs up Does- from the cave. <laughs> does a 16 hit. Uh-oh. Yes, it does. Okay. You are going to take three points of damage as the spider bites you. Oh. So mark that down on your hit points. I am at five currently okay. from the shovel wound I, I and the spider bite. I need to know if you bite. do hit zero. Okay. Blinksy, it's your turn. You have just witnessed this. <laughs> I'm just kind of in awe of the situation we're in and how we just keep making it exceedingly worse. And then I kind of snap out of it and I cast Entangle. Oh, yes. Okay. So you cast Entangle. 
Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square area, Uh starting at a point you can see. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So, this is going to catch both of you and the spider. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Um, I mean, you you guys weren't doing good, so So this is is better. Bottle us into a big mass of weeds and spider Uh, and people. But like, are but are is everyone immobile now, or are they just? We have to check on that. Um, (laughs) So Morlis, Tim, and the spider all need to make a strength check, and we need to beat your spell save. Spider got a natural one. The spider cannot move. Oh right. My spell save is 12. So come on, guys. This is where bring out the big guns. I got a 20. I got a 16. Yes. Okay. So you guys are both free to move. You kind of like <sighs> stumble over the vines and get out of there. Yes. Uh, the spider is trapped. Yes. Morlis, it is your turn. I walk into the cave and get the chest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tim, what would you like to do? Okay. My shovel is on the ground next to me. Mm-hmm. I am going to grasp it with two hands, <laughs> stare down that entangled spider, mm-hmm. and slam it as hard as I can. Okay, roll in top. I got a 20, natural. Yes. Okay, so if you roll a natural 20 on your attack, you get to do double damage. So roll Ooh. that d8, but roll it two times, and you want to add the numbers together. Got a 7, and... Four and my proficiency or plus two. Okay, the spider is not looking too hot, but its turn is next, and it is trying really hard to break free of the vines. And you think if you hang around for much longer, it's going to get itself free and be very angry. Blinksy, it's your turn. Come on, Blinksy, bring it home. Morlis, you did run past Blinksy, so you know she is like in the cave getting the thing, getting the chest. So I think I want to attack the spider and try to finish it off. Okay. Can I do a spell and an attack or no? No. no. Okay, that's my thought. So I'm just going to attack with my sword and mm-hmm. aim right for his head. Okay, go ahead and roll that attack. That's 12. So plus 3, that's 15. Okay, so that is going to hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. That is a five plus one, so it's a six. The spider is still alive, but it is looking very bad. It's the toughest spider alive. Morlis, what are you doing? You have the chest. Throw it at the spider. They said it was fragile! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the chest that you know is fragile. I forgot that. (laughs) I'm so glad you picked it up. (laughs) That's why I rushed into the cave. Okay. Your, your what would you like to do on your tail. turn? You have this very <clears throat> fragile chest. It it seems fine. It's made of wood. Like it's okay. A little bulky and unwieldy, but it's not like especially. Heavy. As as I'm walking out of the cave, carrying, I'm my hands are occupied. I can't shoot him, so I just kind of like kick the spider in passing. So you're you're gonna roll an unarmed strike. Go ahead and just roll me a D twenty and add your athletics. Are you, profici- are you proficient with your legs? I really hope this kills the spider. <laughs> okay, I got a thirteen. Wait, plus your you- athletics. Athletics. I got twelve. You kick a vine next to the spider. Oh. Tim, it's your turn. Can I can I do do a duo thing with oh, Blinksy? No. I want to pick you up and jump on the spider with you. I'll say you can do that, but the spider goes between your two turns. 
So oh, you have to that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> throw me you can throw him mouth. on Blinksy's turn. Mm, I've had a lot of bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have spells. I'm going to smack it still. I'm going to smack it my shoulder. Okay. It's been working out so well it's, so far. It, it did. Last turn was amazing. <laughs> I got a 12 plus 2. Okay. That is going to hit. Roll your damage. Yes. So good with a shovel. I got eight. This spider is super dead now. Mm. Woo! More or less, you come out of the cave very gingerly carrying thing, failing to kick the spider on your way past. (laughs) I tried. Uh, I feel like I carried that, guys. Come uh, on. You guys get it. There doesn't seem to be anything else coming out of the cave or any surrounding areas. What do you want to do? I want to look at the cave or anything else. Uh, There is nothing else. It's spider webs and rocks. Can I carry some spider webs with me? Uh, you can? Yes. I want to make a new sleeping bag for Blinksy out of spider webs. Oh. I'm already on my way back to town. Like, <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> We're still at the cave, like, having this problem. <laughs> I'm like, I got the box. I'm going. See ya. Uh, hey, hey, is... I, I feel like we're missing someone. <laughs> oh, the chest! <laughs> Cheese it! Okay, so you got. I assume you head back to the tavern too, unless yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, so you get there. It's a little bit before dinner time. You did this very efficiently, you guys, despite what it seems like. Oh, we could have eaten the spider. <laughs> For us, I, I feel like it was. Um, and uh, you see your your buddy, the half orc, uh, sitting at one of the tables, just with a beer, chatting with someone. And uh, he, he kind of sees you come in. He, he gets all excited. He jumps up and runs over and is like, oh, you got it. You got it. You found it. Great. Thank you. He holds out the paper for you. We Do you just, trade the chest? Yeah. Okay. We just did uh, a quest to get a quest. <laughs> yeah. But the quest you have now oh. makes money. Oh. Um, what if there was a giant pile of gold in that chest? It was fragile and I was carrying it and I'm not very strong. But we didn't open so it. Who <laughs> says I didn't open it while I was walking? Oh, hold on. Because that is important. Did you open it while you were walking? Yes, I peeked. Okay. Uh, the chest was not locked, yes. so that's fine. You open it and it's just like a bunch of very nicely stacked tulip bulbs. Aww. So you're fine with handing it over? Yeah. Okay. I guess I should <laughs> consult. <laughs> or you could just not tell us like it's Okay. I use my druid powers. Oh, wait, she doesn't tell us what's in there? I didn't tell you. Okay, she didn't. Never mind. So you hand it over. He's, like, rubbing his hands with glee, and he opens it up, and he just has this starry-eyed look on his face. He's like, thank you so much. I can grow my garden now. What? (laughs) Look, I I couldn't. You saw what was there. You saw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and other things. I mean, I'm pretty good with flowers. Sorry about the hole and the quest snatch, but I'll help you grow the garden. Thank you. I think they are pretty flowers, yeah. 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 Very colorful. Hard to get. Hard to get. Uh, You guys completed the goal for today. We did it! Dungeoned and dragoned, except there were no dungeons or dragons. Mm, We cave and spidered. Yes, you did. And you now have a new quest. Woo! Bullywog overpopulation. Next time, Next we'll check time. it out. Nice. I'm ready. That is our first installment of our Dungeons & Dragons adventure. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time for some more adventuring, which is very exciting. And after that, we will return to your normally scheduled podcasting expectations. If you want to share your thoughts about Dungeons & Dragons or maybe-
library, you can let us know at podcast at evpl.org. See you next time. Bye.